Welcome to the Gaudi podcast. My name is Matthew Angel and I am part of the team at the Gaudi student newspaper for the University of Aberdeen. Um, we've come together today because Aberdeen has unfortunately become the first city in Scotland to have lockdown restrictions reimposed. The First Minister announced this unprecedented move yesterday after a spike in cases related to various hospitality businesses across the city. Um, so in this special episode of the Gaudi podcast, we'll delve deep into what the restrictions mean for the Granite City and what the university plans to do about it, with only weeks to go before students and staff are scheduled to return to campus. So first of all, let me bring you up to date about what's happened. The First Minister did announce yesterday that these restrictions were being reimposed on the city. That's after NHS Grampian confirmed today that there are now 79 cases linked to Aberdeen and uh, 39 new cases today uh, in the Grampian region. Uh, the First Minister does expect those numbers to rise, and that's because uh, Track and Trace has linked uh, contacts to 28 different premises in Aberdeen, uh, varying from up in Ellen uh, to the Bobbin right beside campus, and 233 people have been identified through that Track and Trace programme as coming into close contact um, with people that have now tested positive uh, for coronavirus. Lots of different restrictions have been reimposed on the city of Aberdeen, including the First Minister telling people not to travel to the city of Aberdeen unless it's for work or education or medical purposes. Um, also, people have been told not to travel more than five miles from Aberdeen uh, as well. So these restrictions have wide ranging impacts on the city and, of course, the university and students. Uh, so I'm joined today by Jeevan, uh, the the Gaudi's uh, deputy news editor. Jeevan, what do you think about uh, these new lockdown measures implemented on the city of Aberdeen? Um, I think just in my personal opinion, um that the approach to kind of tackle it quite early on rather than to leave it kind of going and leave it brewing around i think i think that um nicholas surgeon did a great job um i mean it's unfortunate yeah. that this happened but i think that it was definitely a good decision to take early on and kind of nip it in the bud um it's quite swift really wasn't it i mean you kind you kind of heard in the oh, news yeah. and it was all over the newspapers making like headlines and then um, next thing you know is uh, Nicholas Sturgeon is do doing um, doing a press conference and has just kind of um, closed down all the pubs, pubs, cafes and bars. But I think, I mean, that that's what you need. You need swift action or something like this. So, um, yeah, I think it's not. Yeah, so people in Aberdeen have been told not to travel more than five miles for leisure or recreation, but that doesn't apply for work, educational, medical reasons. So that seems to suggest that students can come back to Aberdeen um, to study, yeah. because obviously that comes yeah. with their education, or if they've got jobs in Aberdeen. Um, whether that changes soon, that that could possibly be the next stage. Yeah. Um, if, if it was to get worse in Aberdeen, be, um, um, Nicholas. I think it'll be sorry. interesting, especially with the amount of English students that I know have had and have got um, flights coming up to Aberdeen in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to keep an eye on the um, on the shadow that this is going to cast over kind of travel plans and if anything's been put into place or anything on their arrival and etc. Things like that. So I think it'll be interesting, definitely. Oh, definitely. And I think it's interesting to, to note as well that this isn't just a 
a preemptive measure from the Scottish government. The you know Nicola Sturgeon's often been criticised for perhaps being a bit too you know she she's she's waited well, when the, the the UK government's relaxed things yeah. in England she's waited uh, but it looks like this is a this is a comparative um outbreak to those in the north of England as well um that the government in London has taken action against as well so this is is a serious outbreak it's not something to be um sort of relaxed about it is a bit of a worry and you know not just not to travel more than five miles people have been told not to come into Aberdeen if, if they don't live there even to visit family and friends and uh we people in Aberdeen have also been told not to go into each other's houses uh, as well as well as all bars cafes restaurants and pubs closing uh, yesterday at 5 p.m um, do you think people in Aberdeen will stick to it? Do you think students, I mean, there's been a lot of sla- uh, lot of sort of criticism towards young people about whether yeah. they're sticking to restrictions, and this will particularly impact students. Do you think students will stick I to think restrictions? That, um, the youth that are there at the moment, I think there's some interesting photos that are being uh, circulated online, especially with uh, yeah. some of the um, clubs and stuff uh, that were kind of slowly reopening mm-hmm. the city centre. But I mean, the couple of um, students that I've spoken to, um, namely that are coming from England they are they do have plans in place and they are pretty much going to stick to them to go through the whole kind of self-isolation period after they've traveled through an airport which I mean you know yeah especially with something that's not kind of checked to actually have students that are literally putting plans in place to do that I think is kind of you've got to put a lot of trust in people and I think that it's not misplaced trust I think that obviously it's difficult that there's been an outbreak but I think that the people in Aberdeen um see that see it as their home and I think that the vast majority are going to kind of listen and they're going to kind of follow all the things that are in place I think that they definitely have their heads screwed on um in respect to this I mean especially if you compare it to kind of other outbreaks in Leicester and stuff I think that the fact that this has been taken on early and been nipped in the bud quite early on I think that I think the people of Aberdeen are definitely going to kind of listen because they can see what the what the alternative is and it's already happened and as well, I think Aberdeen and the north of Scotland in general, coming from someone that lives in the north of Scotland, we kind of got off quite light, lightly with coronavirus the first time. So people have been a bit yeah. more relaxed up here, in my opinion. So maybe this is an opportunity now uh, for people to take it a bit more seriously and, and hopefully prevent yeah, it from happening. Yeah, I think it's happening. definitely a wake-up call, for uh, sure. Again. I think it's definitely a wake-up call. I mean, just kind of... I mean, I think Nicola Sturgeon said in one of her interviews that she like she heard the news and she felt like crying. And I think that even though it was a small number of cases, it's kind of in comparison to how well Scotland was doing prior to that. So... you mean we like you've mentioned we we you know we saw those photos of the weekend of people sort of queuing up outside bars yeah. like Seoul and 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 Prohibition and you do have to wonder was it the right decision for them to open can can young people be trusted uh, to socially distance I mean there is the the common excuse that you hear is this is a disease that affects young people but as the science is telling us more and more and more that this disease has long term implications which do impact young people so perhaps it's it's an you know indictment of people's morals that they aren't socially distancing they aren't wearing masks and and things like that yeah as well. no I, I totally agree i think it's i think it's definitely interesting i think it will call for um maybe in 10 or 20 years there's gonna be some very interesting kind of um psychological analysis i reckon to this about the behaviors yeah. around lockdown and i think that would definitely be in hindsight something so interesting to to read up on 
but I do think that the vast majority of young people have kind of got their head screwed on in terms of kind of plans and mm. taking an approach. I think obviously with anything, anything that's controlling kind of human behaviour, I think there's always going to be kind of slips. But I think that the Scottish government yeah. has kind of done a really good job. I mean, like, even though I'm in England, I see so many advertisements about the Scottish lockdown and kind of all the things they're putting in place. And the advertisements are, are, are great, to be honest. I mean, they're, they're informative, like... So I think even to have that down in England and to see that, I mean, it kind of puts you in the mind space of, okay, right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this. And so, yeah, I think they're doing a good job with, with the kind of things that they've got and the situation they've got. I think they've done a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the first minister said that these restrictions would be reviewed in seven days time. And obviously we hope for, for the city's sake uh and and for as students wanting to come back to uni at some point this year um you know it would be best that you know this does stick to a week or something like that but the government have announced that they're going to reopen um testing centers in the north of scotland uh drive-through testing centers and it does seem like there is a lot of action being taken um by the government uh but maybe just to turn to university something that strikes me that if Aberdeen is going to be a sort of high for coronavirus, how do has the university mentioned anything about halls are going to work or, or yeah. accommodation? Um, so I know that definitely in England they're doing an approach where they're putting um, similar course students in the same buildings. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if I mean in none of the correspondence I don't think Aberdeen's actually said explicitly that they're going to do that, but I can see that that could yeah. definitely be kind of an option. Um, which obviously for freshers, that's going to kind of really change uh, the dynamic of their first year. Um, I think the whole four years yeah. as well, because thinking about it, you know, whoever you meet in your first yeah. year halls, you, you do tend to stay quite yeah. close to them. Um, so this, you know, this could all be over in a year's time, but it still does define these freshers' university careers, I guess. As yes, well. for sure. Although I don't think that, I think that obviously there's a lot of negativity and it's kind of everything linked to coronavirus kind of looms looms that negativity. But I think that even though that it's changing the course for a lot of the freshers, especially coming in, I think it can also be, um, it can be kind of a negative impact. I think especially with um, the clubs and stuff being closed, um, with the string of cases linked to Hawthorne Bar, I think that it just kind of means that freshers are going to have to kind of innovate their ways that they're spending their time. And I think that it would be really interesting to see if Alsa and the societies in Aberdeen are going to kind of cater to that. Um, But in regards to your accommodation, I mean, they have sent out um, a fair few emails actually kind of updating, uh, discussing kind of cleaning and maintenance programs that they're announcing after Hillhead Halls, as well as kind of supporting students who need to self-isolate on their arrival to halls. So I think that the information is there. I'm not sure how many students are going to have read that email, but the information is there. The access- accessibility of the information, I mean, is questionable just purely because, you know, I think one email kind of turns into 60 and then suddenly you've got like 100 and yeah. emails in your, in your inbox from the university. But um, I think, that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, I know that I've, um, I've read that the university is kind of putting um, like te- forehead test strips and um, they're putting kind of like, what do you call them? Like, I've heard that we're all getting given two reusable face yeah. masks when we yeah, get back exactly. to Yeah, exactly. I mean, is is great. I mean, 
obviously some people might think only two but i think if you times that and multiply that by how many staff and students there are that's like you know that, that yeah is a big exactly kind of exactly i mean i mean it, ha it has to be done and i think that it's it's not exactly kind of something to to applaud because it's kind of the minimum i mean especially if you kind of think yeah. about how much money um english and international students are pumping into the university i think that definitely this is something that you know is is kind of a necessary for the university I mean, there does seem to be a lot of different approaches around the world. I've read about American colleges and universities, and they'll be doing very stringent and uh, sort of broad testing. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not been mentioned uh, by the university. What the university has said, what they said on Monday uh, before this local lockdown on uh, the city of Aberdeen was imposed, is that they were still preparing uh, for blended yeah, learning, like well. which means that you might have some classes that are in person some classes yeah. that are online uh, how do you think that impacts uh, assessments and people's ability to learn over the next i uh, mean semester? i think we we almost saw kind of this blended approach already during kind of the university strikes where a lot of the work was already yes. being done online and i mean that had a lot of mixed messages anyway and i i can kind of um i can kind of see that there's probably a couple of open letters and open petitions being penciled as we speak. Um, yeah. If the quality is not going to kind of hit what a lot of students are expecting for the, for the learning in the new semester. Um, I mean, the question has to be asked, is it worth coming back? Is it worth paying the amount of money that some students pay, especially international students, for accommodation, for tuition fees, yeah. books, to live in Aberdeen, to be told a month in that we're going into a second lockdown and all classes will be done online? It, you know, that, that question has to be asked and it's, it's, it's an awkward one and it's not one I, I, I would expect the university to, to deal with just because of what that means for their business yeah, model i think that anything anything with money is always going to conjure up those like really intense emotions mm. but i think it's it's only right like if i mean i was listening to the podcast that you guys did um a couple of weeks ago and yeah. um a really good point was made about kind of if you're buying a car and it's not kind of fulfilling its purpose what you're not expected to pay the full price i mean i had correspondence with the university just before um you know yeah. closed for the year um essentially about kind of the value of the of um the, the education received with the strikes i mean i didn't hear back so i can imagine yeah. that number of kind of um kind of requests for information about how that how this will affect kind of the fees that people are paying i can imagine that number is actually just going to times like tenfold a hundredfold to be honest so I think that they definitely have a lot to live up to because £9,250 is a lot of money to pay, regardless yeah. of whether it is in, in person or online, it's, it needs to kind of really, it needs to be worth, worth the money. And I'm not sure whether, I mean, I know the university and ALSA have sent out emails and, and posted on social media about various hardship yeah. funds or, or support crisis lines that the city council run uh, for students. But I think the university also has to remember that a lot of students have just gone a whole summer without earning exactly. any income uh, as well, because not all students were lucky enough to be to be yeah. furloughed as well. Um, so that's definitely something that the uni has to, to, to deal with. I mean, just to, to look at the positive side of the uni the uni have uh, recently launched a new app uh, that's meant to have 
lots of information, which I think maybe is tailored towards this new coronavirus, new normal on campus, but also about events and activities. But obviously, freshers uh, and the events that surround that are going to be a lot different this year, uh, like you say, with no clubs open. And as well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, societies, particular sports societies, um, you know, navigate these these, these sort of choppy yeah, waters. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that it will be so interesting to see how activities are going to take place during the Freshers' Week and beyond, um, and whether kind of these societies are going to turn to social media to kind of recruit Freshers and second years into their societies. Because I mean, Freshers, if you miss that that window of opportunity, to kind of um, yeah. almost enlist people into your societies, you know people are going to be quite disenchanted by the time the first semester has ended. They're not really going to want to join mid-year kind of thing. Um, I feel like some of the societies would definitely struggle with planning um, socially distance activities, like you said, sports. I mean, yeah. it's, it's quite a tricky, tricky waters there. But I think it's definitely exciting. I think that um, if with a bit of out-of-the-box thinking, things can kind of, you know, the activities can be innovated, especially with the use of online or I think it just takes yeah. a lot of kind of creativity to kind of think. And I think that um, it will definitely be a silver lining for some of the societies anyway to kind of use that out-of-the-box thinking. I think it could be um, beneficial to see if they actually do that would be another thing. But have to see what happens. I mean, I know one society that is still recruiting and that would love people oh, right. uh, to join oh, is yeah. the Gaudi. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug of course as always if anyone listening is interested in writing for the gaudi or joining our editorial team all you have to do is get in touch on social media uh, we're always looking for writers i know news at the moment will definitely be looking for writers um since there's a lot going on in the news as always uh, as well um but yeah, yeah shameless plug over good crack. I, um, think, I mean i only joined a couple of a couple of weeks ago really towards the beginning of lockdown and I yeah. think, um, it's definitely good crap and you're already exactly. on the podcast. It's exactly. a it's a steep upward. This is this. I think yeah. this might be for my fifteen minutes of fame. It could be. It could be the, the list of the numbers we pull in. You, you know, you have no idea. Um. So on the university as well, the email that they sent out this afternoon uh, mentioned that they'd had a meeting of the campus planning group uh, about and they were uh, about the, the new local lockdown. Uh, blended learning planning was still going into place you know, if the circumstances prevent you from getting to Aberdeen, your teaching and learning will be all available online. So that seems to be pretty, um, you know, they, they sort of covered their, their, their all sort of directions there. Um, you know, but they've taken steps already now. They've they've temporarily suspended any services that had resumed uh, at the Sir Duncan Rice uh, Library as well. Um, I'm not quite sure what services yeah, had resumed. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, um, for, for who, really? <laughs> Exactly. So, um, I mean, it's no. Yeah, sorry. I think it would, it's definitely kind of. I think that's a big one because I think the library, especially kind of for people going to third and fourth years after such a long plateau of academic learning, people are going to really kind of want to get back on it. And I think if the if the university isn't to open the the library for a while, I think that can. I mean that that kind of calls into question the whole kind of value for many of the whole university experience as well because. I know people that have chosen their second year accommodation purely to be near the library. Also, yeah. Also oh, no, exactly. In and... town, but the, the library, namely. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing open in yeah, town exactly. anymore, so it doesn't really, doesn't exactly. really matter where you are. 
Um, but yeah, and there's lots of cleaning and safety, uh, sort of enhanced cleaning and, and hand sanitizing that stations that will be put up around the uni. And I mean, it's going to be quite daunting for freshers as well, coming back, not having the opportunity to, um, you know, mix with as many people as they might have, not being having the opportunity to maybe gel with their flatmates yeah, and, and course mates as much. Because, you know, if, if you're if your tutorials in a, a socially distanced lecture hall, it's going to be quite difficult exactly. to make friends. None of that awkward, um, um, awkward, what is your name and kind of trying to reach out to the next to you. Exactly. Like, Everyone's yeah. wearing a face mask. So it's not going to be uh, a part of the problem. And, um, you know, as well, that that could po possibly probably actually have mental health, um, you know, significance as well in consequences later on that the university and Elsa uh, in particular will have to, yeah, have I, to I deal imagine, with as well. I can imagine that that would be like a big kind of, um, what, what do you call it, like an, off, like an offset consequence. Like that, that's oh, yeah, gonna, definitely. That's going to probably skyrocket. So I think... Um, I think it's definitely something that universities kind of step up the visibility of that um, and the visibility of sport. I mean, I know that they're doing quite a lot of work on social media. Um, I say quite a lot of work. I would probably more say the work that they that they should have been doing and the consistency they should have been doing anyway. anyway yeah. But I think it definitely that needs to be ramped up because, you know, people are going to, they're not coming back to the university that they left. It's going to be very different. So I think that would be, be quite difficult for some people, especially people that kind of support um, their support is from people at university and obviously not being able to see them as often, especially if they're kind of still in these bands. I think yeah. it can literally, I think it will, it will change things for a lot of people. But I, th I don't think it's all doom and gloom, though. Well, we, we can hope that and we can hope that, um, you know, whoever, whoever is responsible in the government and the local council come, you know, that they have pos this this lockdown has a positive impact on Aberdeen and hopefully like we said before uh, makes people take a bit of notice uh, about what can uh, what can happen if you don't follow the rules you know the the, the five facts that the Scottish yeah. government go on about about social distancing face masks hands washing um, you know test and protect and that and that sort of thing as well um, but yeah is there anything else you'd like to bring up um, while we're on the podcast no I don't think so I just think that it's been good to see that even though a lot of people um, from the university is, are kind of so far and everything that's going on in the world, I think it's I think it's good that people are still excited to come back. I, I, I think definitely, people are definitely. yearning to come back. I mean, some flights have kind of, people have been there for, you know, a couple of days already just before the lockdown was announced. So I think people, people are really keen. I think um, that, that's, a, that's definitely a positive testament for the university that they've got students that, that are, re are really passionate and involved so, yeah definitely and there is good news all the time about different treatments and vaccines so you know you never know we could we could get back to some sort of normal next you know january semester but definitely this semester will be an yeah. interesting one uh, as well but thank you very much the, the uni definitely want Sorry? the psychologists i think to uh to start their case studies on how it's affecting everyone oh yeah. definitely definitely analyze that in the future well thank you very much uh for no, joining really me today uh, hopefully have you back on the podcast uh soon as well and yeah if you would like to listen to more of the podcast um, i mean it was originally meant to be weekly but we started it the week 
uh, before <laughs> lockdown so that sort of ruined it um yeah i know uh, bad planning <laughs> on my part but uh, we will be back at some point in hopefully the next couple of weeks give you an update on the local lockdown in aberdeen and hopefully those case numbers come down and the economic and societal impact on aberdeen isn't isn't that too uh, isn't too bad and and the university also releases more information uh, to further help students uh, sort of comprehend what their next semester will look like uh, as well so yeah that was a special episode of the Gaudi podcast uh, because Aberdeen has become the first city in Scotland to have lockdown restrictions reimposed and go into uh, a so-called local lockdown as well thanks for listening to this episode uh, make sure you subscribe and let us know what you'd like to hear about next on the podcast and if you find uh, this type of podcast helpful in informing you what's going on uh, at the university and like I said before if you're interested in getting involved with the Gaudi get in touch on our social media pages stay safe take care and uh, make sure you follow all the government's guidelines in relation to coronavirus so that we can come back to campus as soon as possible bye-bye